Tandem Nomads, episode 109. Are you thinking too small? Or are you thinking too big? Most importantly, is your business aligned with what you really want for yourself and for your loved ones? And is it aligned to your lifestyle? So this is what we will cover today in this episode where I will share with you some of my resources to help you ask yourself the right questions and make sure that your business is aligned with what you really want to achieve in your life and your business. Hello Nomad Nation, this is Amel Dereghi. I'm a marketing and business coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Tandem Nomads is the entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to build and grow a successful portable business, but also thrive in your global nomadic life. Speaking of nomadic life, one of the biggest hurdles of global nomads like us is to be able to build a business that's truly portable and aligned with our lifestyle. So this is all what Tandem Nomad is about. And there's so many episodes where I've been sharing with you all the aspects of how to build a portable business. But today I actually want to go even deeper and even broader relating to this topic of how we make sure that our business is aligned with what we really want. I also want to help you make sure that you are working today in this present for the future that you want to build. And that's really, really important that while you're uh, running your business or trying to start figuring out what business you want to be into or testing it out, um, as you go further, it is so important to really think about the long term and what you really want to achieve in your life, but also through your business. Um there is, I always say there is a time, you know, for exploration, but as soon as you start having a bit of traction in your business, you want to sit down and really think about that. Um, you know, what is the big why of your business? What is the big vision of your business? What is the mission statement of your business? So we're not going to talk so much about mission statement, but know that this is really, really important uh, for a business to be sustainable on the long term is to have a clear vision of where we want to go as an entrepreneur and as a business and for me we can't dissociate that from who we are as a person and uh, and especially as a person in this global nomadic lifestyle so um, I want to basically give you some elements to be able to know where do you stand with your goals where do you stand with your vision in your life and your business and before we go any further I also want to make sure that no matter what I will share with you today, it's not about judging how big or small your business should be or how, how ambitious, how good it is to be ambitious or not. Um, I basically want to make sure that you find the answers that fit you. If you don't want to have big goals, for example, and don't want to have a huge impact with your business, it's okay uh, as long as you know exactly what will make you happy and what will make you satisfied once you're in this entrepreneurial journey running your business. But I also want to make sure that you're not stopping yourself from dreaming big and because you might be thinking that you can't do it. And hopefully this assessment will help you break down your vision 
in a way that will help you to dream big if you want to dream big. So uh, that's one thing that I really, um, I think I'm really passionate about is helping entrepreneurs like expert spouses who usually will, you know, be just trying to the minimum to have a job or to have a small business just to say that they have a business or not but a lot of you here have a huge potential and want to dream big and want to reach like big goals but tell me you might be maybe afraid of not being ever able to reach them and this is why you might be you know uh, holding yourself back so hopefully with this assessment it will just help you make this more realistic for you so that you can really allow yourself to dream big but at the same time like I said it's more about figuring out what you really want. And so um, allow yourself to dream big and then figure out if it's really realistic. Hopefully this assessment will help you. The other thing about this assessment comes from one of the realizations that I had recently, uh, helping my clients reach their goals and, uh, you know, get more clients and reach their financial goals. I realized that Sometimes goals are really hard to achieve, not because we're not doing the right thing to achieve them, but because they are not the right goals to set. Sometimes those goals are actually not aligned with what we really want. So it will be very, it can get very quickly, very overwhelming to have the necessary system and energy to chase a goal that is at the end of the day, not fitting to the big picture. So this is where I also want you to pay attention to and why this assessment here is here is to help you ask yourself the right questions so that you can ultimately really define the right goals to be able to grow your business. I don't believe that we always have to have the same business our whole life, but it is important to be able to build that sustainability to be able to close your business. So on top of the financial aspects, I always say, you know, a business is like, like a human being. It breathes and in and out and it goes through phases. So if you don't have a clear values, clear vision, it will be very difficult to navigate that journey through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And this is why I really want to help you today with some guidance. I actually was really, really inspired by, um, there's a TV show here in the US that's called The Profit with um, a very, very successful entrepreneur. His name is Marcus Limonis. So he goes around the country and fixes failing businesses by investing in those businesses, but also taking charge of the management of that company based on his principles, which are three people, process, and product. As he always says, it's either when a business does not work, it's either the p an issue regarding the people in the company or an issue regarding the process or an issue regarding the product. So today we're going to talk about the people and the people is you. It starts with you. And uh, one of the examples that was for me like really a good illustration of how important it is to think about what you read what you really want from this from this adventure as in, in entrepreneurship. So he was sharing, uh, it was the story of a family business, a couple in their 60s or 50s, I believe, and they had a son and he was also involved in this business. This business was uh, a traditional barbecue restaurant and the son was managing it. And while the mom was taking care of all the the recipes she was the she was the real brand behind this restaurant and she had her secret recipes and why this restaurant was successful actually and had a name in the city where they were but obviously 
for some reasons, they were not making profit, although they had a huge um, uh, turnover and sales. And it was really difficult to figure out why are they having issues making a profit. So one thing led to another. We discovered through this TV show that the real problem here was not a financial problem, was not a product problem, was not a system product. Everything was working. The real issue is that the parent and the son were not aligned in what they really wanted to do with this business and how they wanted to grow it. And they never realized that until Marcus Limonis came in and started looking through the numbers, say it's not a numbers issue. We're having an investment issue and a behavioral issue with where we're navigating this business. The son wanted to scale and build a big business while the mom and the dad just wanted to have a small restaurant that's, you know, that covered their needs. And it made them happy to be able to serve the best food they could for their neighborhood and their village and their city. But they didn't need to export it worldwide. They just wanted to serve the people they could serve in their community while the son wanted to just grow and he used the term I want to work in a big building with lots of people and thousands of people so this is why you even at the level of you of a portable business or a solo business you want to think about that because that will affect your business in a way or another if you don't really uh, think about it and are clear about where you want to be all right, so I'm going to share with you in this episode um, a matrix that I've created. So it's still very experimental. And I'm really excited to share it with you. And I hope that you'll be able to, um, to give me some of your feedback. So if you want to download the slides of, um, of some of this matrix, but also I prepared a special assessment for you. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 109. And there you will be able to download the assessment that will help you um, um, evaluate uh, your, you know, what you really want and what does it mean in the type of business you want to build. And I will also share with you the PDFs of this matrix that I will mention today. So go to tandemnomads.com slash 109. I'm really excited to share this with you. Uh, so I'm going to now break it down with you in this episode about how you go with it, about figuring out what you really want and how to make sure that what you want is aligned with the type of business you're building right now. And so before we go into details, there's a few things I want to cover here. So the first thing about uh, aligning your business uh, with what you want is simply by really knowing what you want, right? So, in in other words, I want to I want to invite you to ask yourself, what is your big why? Why are you doing what you're doing as a person, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, but also as a business? What is the big why of your business? And for example, I can give you the like when I started Tandem Nomads, I've written the mission statement of my business. I was like, why am I doing this? And I was like, I want to create a world where where we can all thrive despite all the barriers of countries, of nationalities, of administration, and use entrepreneurship to help people turn their challenges into opportunities. And every challenge that we can face can be turned into an opportunity. So this was my big, big mission statement. And this is why I end every, every episode with that. 
and this helps me take decisions sometimes when I, you know, when I have to make a direction. I've actually been asked a few times since I started Tandem Nomads to be investing in other businesses. And depending on that, um, I will go back to my mission statement as an entrepreneur, but also as a business and see Am I aligned here? Is this business aligned? And it turns out it was not aligned. So I will never reject any business opportunity as long as it is aligned with what I really want. Even if those business opportunities might bring me much more revenue, for instance, than what I'm generating right now. So just to tell you real briefly, this big why that I had came from the fact that I realized that one of my biggest passion was social entrepreneurship. So when I had another business previously, it was not bringing me as much joy as Tandem Nomads is bringing me, although I was certain times doing more revenue. But I realized that something that I really made me really thrive was to create a business that had a social entrepreneurial aspect. But it doesn't have to be the case for you. Maybe you might be a serial entrepreneur and what makes you thrive is just start businesses and then sell them. Or maybe you are looking for primarily, you know, financing a house or being able to afford, you know, uh, buying a house for your kids for later or giving them an inheritance. So your mission statement must might be maybe more personal and focused focus on really creating enough cash so that you can reinvest it in whatever dream you have for you or your loved ones. So that's really important for you to know why you're working, what's that revenue for, and we'll go into details about that. I just want to tell you that there's no judgment here and then even if your big why is more personal and more financial that's also okay so don't you know stop yourself from really thinking I just want to make money just want to tell you that so think about that because that will help you make decisions and I will have a few resources for you on tandemnomads.com slash 109 about this I'm going to manage I'm going to mention a few books but First of all, to define your big why, there's a book uh, written by Simon Sinek and it's called Start With Why. I really recommend you to check that out. It's really interesting and um, you'll be able to to get some guidance there. And if you're in the very early stages where you're still looking for a business idea or in the middle of a reinvention of your career, I have an amazing episode with Sunday Schneider being a dear friend and partner. Uh, and we discussed this, you know, the three steps to your reinvention. And Sunday brought up some great insights out there. So check it out. Uh, you'll find it in the resources also of this episode. So first of all, think about your big why, why you're doing what you're doing. The other way now to look at it is also instead of saying why, you want to think about what impact you want to do and for whom. So this is something that I've been uh, working with Sunday Bean in the Business Idea Accelerator. And I loved when she used to say, you know, you want to think about the inner impact you want to make for yourself and the outer impact that you want to make. I would also invite you to actually list what impact do you want your business to have on you, on your family, on your friends, on your community and in the world. So break it down. You family, friends, community, and the world, and ask yourself, how would your business impact each of those people? And if you don't have, you know, any impact on the world, then, but still focus on your clients. Like you would say, this is how my business want, I want my business to impact my clients. 
So that's another way to start reflecting on these things about, you know, what impact you want to make and what is the big why that you want to achieve. And again, on tandemnomads.com, I refer to you some great episodes to be able to help you to dig deeper there before you start looking at the more pragmatic and, uh, you know, left brain uh, solution to be able to align your business. You also want to think more from your guts what you really want. And this is why I lined up some resources for you in the show notes of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 109 you'll find it there so first you think about your big why second you think about the impact you want to achieve and then you also want to think about your lifestyle and your needs so I always want to encourage you know to have two faces the first thing is to think about what you really want versus what you really need or have to do right now So what do you really want to do today? Start with just today. Ask yourself, what do I really want to do today? And what do I actually have to do today? And this is a really good question, especially, for instance, um, for all of you who are moms or dads and who are stay-at-home mom or dad who have to take care of your kids, especially on the move. And imagine they're just toddlers or very young or teenagers who need a lot of attention. You might want to start something for yourself right now in a big business but you also have to be there for your kids and be available so you can see there is here an issue so how do you go about it and we're going to cover that but before that you want to list what you want and what you have to do so think about that and then and that's where you start trying to fix that problem and for me one of the way to fix the problem of what do i want now versus what i have to do is also injecting in the factor of time and this is one thing that um i don't think we should ask ourselves what do i want to do in general in my life but rather break it down into a timeline what do you want now versus what would you like in a few years so in this assi- assessment that uh that i that i offered you to take and that I designed for you, I you will notice that I broke down the same questions into what do you want now, like in one year, what do you want in five years, and what do you want in 10 years, so that you don't get overwhelmed, because it can be so overwhelming to know what you want over your whole lifetime, you know, so that might be just a little bit too much. So think about breaking it down into just think about what you want to achieve in one year, And what do you still have to do despite of it? And what do you want to achieve in five years and 10 years? So make sure to to pay attention to that part in the assessment. So, yeah, so very important to dissociate what you want to do, what you have to do and break it down into a timeline so that you really know where you want to be, you know, now and where you want to be in the future. So once we've done this, so I just wanted to lay down some of the things that need to happen and figure out what type of business you want and how do you align the business model with your lifestyle and with your goals. So this preliminary work has to happen for sure. And as I mentioned, there's a lot of resources there. But let's say you're very clear now on what you want, what impact you want to do, and you know what you actually want to do versus what you can and can't do right now versus in in the near future in the midterm or the long term. In order for you now to be able to define the right 
goals and align your business with your life, your lifestyle, and what you really want. You're going to want to start by knowing what's out there, right? What are the opportunities and possibilities for you? So what I'm going to do here for you is to start by breaking down the three types of businesses. And I guess, like I said before, this is all about making sure that you're setting out the right goals for you in the short term, the midterm and the long term. And for that, you want to know what are the options there. Okay, so there are simply three types of businesses and you really want to be aware about how their business models are very different from each other and what are the pros and the cons of each type of business. So the first type of business is the freelance model. So the freelance model is basically anything that's related to you being paid in exchange of the time you spend on a project. Even if you're not paid per hour, you're actually spending your own time to deliver a project. And I can give you some examples of freelance businesses, graphic designers, uh, copywriters, coaches. If you're a coach, and we have a lot of coach here in the listening, uh, listening to Tandem Nomads. So Typically, if you're a coach on your own, you're a freelance because you are, you know, serving clients per hour on an hourly basis. I'm just going to start now by just describing the three businesses and then go deeper into the pros and cons. The second type of business you want to consider is the small or medium company. And with a small or medium company, you have a little more opportunities to scale than a freelance business and you're more likely to hire a few people to help you in the business. Actually, nowadays it is possible to be a small business and one person show with hiring actually outsourcing a lot of other aspects of the business besides the one you're specialized in. But um, there's a lot of small businesses that are owned by one person. But the big difference here between a freelance and a small and medium company is a little more scalability and potential to grow the revenue beyond the available time in a day. So I will again go more into details and pros and cons, but the second option is a small and medium company. And some examples are For example, a graphic designer, uh, you can be a graphic designer at the beginning as a freelance, but then have so much demand that you start hiring people and creating your own graphic design agency with two other people, for example. So this is a typical example how a freelance business can be grown into a small and medium company uh, by hiring people and serving more clients. The third type of business is obviously the large business. So large businesses are obviously counting hundreds of thousands of employees and they have like really substantial systems. Uh, A lot of the large businesses have also their own offices and their own facilities um, and require a lot of management, but also a lot of risks. So we'll go into that again in details. But some examples of big, big, large businesses are fashion brands, for example, or we were starting with a graphic designer, the graphic designer's small agency, if it grows sustainably and, um, and does really well can turn into a worldwide advertising agency. And this is how most worldwide advertising agencies started. So, um, So these are the three types of businesses. It's pretty straightforward and simple, freelance, small and medium business, or large business. So you want to consider that. I know that it's obvious, but just think about it. What kind of business you want to be? Do you want to be freelance, small or medium, or large? But this can also be 
um, you know, you also want to consider the pros and cons into more details. You might have a sense of who you want to be now, but I really invite you to take some time with this assessment to really see if what you think you want is what you want and if it's really aligned to your life. So before I go into those questions in the assessment, I want to measure a little bit the pros and cons of each type of business. And I'm going to give you an example for that. But the way you will see in the slide that I will share with you, I have created a, um, a table where you have these three type of businesses and then we value them in pros and cons. So to value them, there's two criteria, time and money. So in terms of pros for a small uh, for a freelance business, the great benefit of it is that it gives you a lot of flexibility. If you don't have a lot of time, especially, for example, if you're a mom at home and you still want to do something on the side while you focus on the kid, a freelance business is perfect because it can be flexible and you can choose the number of hours you want to work Um so that's really great. And in terms of money, you have very, very little investments necessary. The worst case scenario, you might just need to invest uh, maybe on a software uh, or an online communication tools. Let's say you decide to have a website on your website, but that should be very, very minimal investment. So great pros, especially for, um, for you who want to build a portable business. The freelance model is the most portable for sure. In terms of cons, though, of a freelance business is that there's only 24 hours a day you can work. So if you what you really want is to grow a business and have a lot of and, and have some, you know, revenue goals that can't be served on a freelance base, you want to think about that. There's only so much you can do on your own. And if you have high revenue goals, you want to consider if freelance business is really the right business for you. There are some freelancers that make a lot of money, uh, though, you know, because their hourly fee is so high and they're so successful. So that's still possible, but you might not be theirs. So in general, you want to think about that, you know. Um, okay, so that's the freelance model. And I think it's pretty straightforward. Comes then the small and medium type of business so here let's break it down into the pros in regarding time so the good positive aspects of a small and medium business is that suddenly you can do much more because you will be able to hire people and be able to get more done even if you only have a few hours a day if you hire the right people and and the right team so that's, for example, if, for example, let's say you're a coach and you decide to scale your business and grow your business. Some of the aspects of your business might be uh, on top of the one-on-one -on -one time with your clients. You might need to spend time on your own marketing and your own, you know, promotion and PR. And that takes a lot of time. So if you want to grow your business, you're going to need to delegate that part so that you can focus on what you do best. So you could become a small and medium company if you decide to raise your revenue goals by hiring the people people and save time by hiring people and the same in terms of pros is that you can increase your revenues thanks to um, to that but some of the negative sides of a small and medium business especially compared to a freelance is that suddenly you need to be able to manage a bit better you need to be able to manage other people you need to spend some some time uh, to delegate and oversee what the team is doing uh, so you're not on your own anymore and there is some communication and and managerial skills to get here um, so 
that's a little bit something that you need to consider once you grow your business, how you're going to manage that. And in terms of revenue, compared to a freelance business, suddenly you also need to start investing more money than if you're a freelance business. You will need to some even invest money before you start what we call, you know, pre-revenue cash flow. Um, you want to have, you know, some cash flow to invest in your business before you start getting revenue in order to grow that business and grow your revenue. So these are some of the pros and cons for the small and medium business. In terms of large business here, obviously, you can really save a lot of time and get a lot done by creating and building a big team and delegate all operations so that you can focus on the big picture and the big vision. And if you're a true entrepreneur, that must be one of the things that must passionate you the most is work on your big vision and, and make it happen while your team and the whole company works on all the operational aspects of it. In terms of revenue, also the big advantage of this is that you can suddenly really scale and make a bigger impact. You will see in the assessment, I will ask you some questions about what is the scalability that you want to achieve and how many people you want to impact. How many clients do you really want to have? So thanks to a large business, you can really grow that number. Now, in terms of uh, disadvantages regarding time, well, on one hand, you might save a lot of time, but on the other hand, uh, you might get more responsibilities to manage. So depending on how good at you are at that, um, there are some people who can manage responsibilities and very quick and very efficiently, uh, but you will suddenly have more responsibilities because now if there is, if the company doesn't work uh, properly, if you're not making enough revenue, you're putting in jeopardy the jobs of other people. So, uh, but also you're, risking money in this so you the more the bigger company the bigger are the financial stakes here so you want to consider that also and this is why in the assessment i i mentioned to you um i help you go through measurement of your risk tolerance and you know how do you compare that to what you other aspects of your life and how you know and what you want to achieve in terms of revenue and in terms of time so all this ties in together but I just want you to have the big picture. So when you will download this, uh, you know, um, slides on tandemnomads.com slash 109, you will have uh, this table where I compare each one of uh, these businesses with a real example of a life coach. So the life coach is a freelance business. Yeah, uh, you can be a life coach as a freelance business, for instance, and be on your own. Or you can be a life coach with a team of VAs to be able to grow your revenue. And you will also change your business model to be able to serve more clients without spending time with them, for example, by, you know, having group coaching or online courses or books. So this could help you really grow your business. And finally, you can have a large life coaching business. Um, one of the most famous ones, I'm sure you might have heard about him, is um, Tony Robbins, for example. His business is huge and he makes multi-millions every year. And he is focused on the vision and the mission of his business while all the other team takes care of all the other aspects. He actually doesn't even coach people anymore. He trains his own coaches to coach his clients. So this is how big even a, a, even a coaching business can be. So I want you to consider what do you want? What do you really want to achieve? And what kind of model fits to what you want? Again, the assessment will help you go through that. So talking about this assessment, so here are the questions you will find once you have identified the three three tips of types of businesses, their pros and their cons, you want to now 
consider all the aspects of your life and your business that are important to evaluate in order to know what type of business will fit you best. So the first one, first questions that you will see in this assessment are related to your revenue. You know, how much money do you want to make now in one year, in five years, in 10 years? And what do you want to do with it? So that's the kind of questions you will find in the in this assessment. The second criteria you want to measure is your time. How much available time do you have in one year and how much you think you will have in five years and how about in 10 years? I love to ask this question, especially for expats and especially for parents. For instance, if you have a toddler right now, you might have zero time, but in five years, they will go to school, you will have more hours available. And let's say maybe not in 10 years, but if you're in a situation where you're going to have, you know, empty nesters, so you know that once they leave home, you will have much more time than now. And actually, I really invite you to think about it now, because I know I'm working with so many parents and moms, especially who are empty nesters and suddenly ask themselves, what am I going to do with my life now? So this is something you really want to work on uh, before, you know, and as, as soon as you can, even if you don't have to implement it now, start working on it. I really encourage you to do that because by the time they leave the home, you will be ready to roll. Um, so time is a big, big criteria here. Portability, the third one, which is the one that I'm the most passionate about, although I did not insist a lot about it. And I have some episodes here in the show notes where I'll give you some links where you can discover what a business, portable business is really about and how to build a portable business model. But here it's about figuring out how portable you need your business to be. Are you likely to move regularly? Are you actually going to go home to retire and settle down? Which phase of your life are you in? And what do you want to do with your time and how much flexibility you need? Because that is going to really, really define what type of business you need to work on. And that is going to really define the type of goals you need to set up for your business. So very, very important to consider that, especially as global nomads. The fourth element you want to consider to be able to know what kind of business is the right fit for you is your tolerance to risk. I want to insist on one thing, though. A lot of people say, oh, I don't like to take risks or entrepreneurs are supposed to take risks. No, that's not true. We don't take risks as entrepreneurs. We manage risks. We, we get all the data we need to make an educated decision if something has more chances or not to work. However, obviously, you need to be able to get out of your comfort zone and, and take a little bit of risks when you make that educated decisions. Okay, so I just want to make sure that um, you know, you don't think that being an entrepreneur means taking crazy risks. That's not true. But you need to learn to get out of your comfort zone. So you want to measure that and in, in, in the assessment, you'll be able to do that. And finally, uh, finally, the fifth criteria to measure is scalability. How much do you want to scale? And scaling, what does it mean? Scaling means growing your revenue beyond your limitation of time. You know, so you can either scale by create, for example, if you have a book that's a scalable product because you can, the same book can be sold to many people. Actually, an ebook is something typically very scalable because you produce only one ebook, you put it online, and 100 people can reach out to it, 
or a thousand or millions. So this is a typical product that can be very scalable. However, your time as a coach one-on-one with clients is not scalable. How many clients can you take per day? There is a limit. So you want to see how much do you want to scale. And the other way to look at it in terms of scalable is the size of impact. So I always say you want to make sure that you don't judge impact by saying I'm not making any impact because I'm not reaching a lot of people. That's not true. If your business manages to make a huge change for your clients even if it's just two three clients 10 clients a year it's still amazing so don't you know put yourself down or think that you're not making any impact because you don't have a lot of clients the impact is very important but here I want to make you think about the size of your impact not the depth of it and when I say the size is that how many clients will you have? How many clients and how many people do you want your business to reach? And I want to think, I should have mentioned this before, but this system also works for NGOs and especially for NGOs in this case. Uh, if you want to start an NGO, you want to think about how many people are you here envisioning to reach with this NGO? Who are you trying to help and how many of these people need that help? So I really encourage you to think about that. An NGO needs so at some point also maybe to be scalable. So I want to think about how you make that NGO scalable and your business in general. So five criteria, revenue, time, portability, risk and scalability or size of impact. So these are the questions you're going to have to think about to know what kind of business will fit you best. And once you do that, you're going to be able to find the matrix that I designed where you're going to be able to position yourself in that matrix. So big warning, when you do this assessment, the assessment is not going to give you the result for you. This is not an exact mathematical formula that I've built, but more of a method to help you think and analyze and, and ask yourself the right questions so that you can really make um, some decisions. So this will require from you a little bit of thinking on your own and a little bit of uh, you know uh, logics and also a little bit also of in intuition but this is just a bit of a roadmap to help you uh, through the thought process of what's the right business size for you and what's the real you know the, the right type of business which ultimately and that's the goal of this episode will help you know what kind of goals you need to set up for yourself. So this is really what this episode is about, setting up the right goals that will take you where you want to be in your life and your business and your future. And I love this quote, and it's a very basic quote, but it is so true, you know, that you are building today the foundation of your future tomorrow. So um, it is... You know, it, you will never lose time by thinking exactly of what you want today, what you want in the midterm and what you want in the long term. Obviously, the longer term, the harder it is to find out what you really, really want. But doing that exercise will help you, you know, have more clarity. And if you've been following me for a while, you know how clarity is one of the biggest pillars of everything I do with my clients. It's very important to be very clear on what you really want uh, in order to define attainable goals. 
So, uh, so I hope this was helpful for you. And like I said, this matrix is not going to give you a final result. You will come up with, and I have a video in that matrix, in that assessment to help you go through it, a bit of a short training to be able to do it. But if you have any questions, please leave in that assessment, your feedback and your question. I'm more than happy to look at it. And, um, I really also want to have your feedback and see how helpful this was for you. So just to summarize, uh, the first step here to make sure to align your business is to know your big why. The second one is to know who you want to be, who you want to make an impact for. The third one is to dissociate what you really have to do right now and what you really want to do. And then Make sure that you break it down in terms of timeline, what you need in one year, what you need in five years, and what you need to do in 10 years versus what you want um, in the short, mid, and long term. And then once you do that, you want to analyze the type of businesses that are out there. And I give you, um, you're going to be able to download that table that gives you the pros and cons of each type of business, the freelance, the small and medium, and the large business. And then based on that, you will fill out this assessment with uh, these five type of questions, which is revenue, time, portability, risk, and scalability. And based on that, this is going to take you a bit of time to work on. So I really encourage you to at least book half an hour minimum to fill out this assessment. But trust me, it will be half an hour very well spent. It's very basic and easy question to answer to most of them. (laughs) But I really want you to sit down and ask yourself those questions. There's a lot of people who run into business without asking themselves those questions. And at the end of the day, you will spend a lot of time and energy growing a business without going into the right direction for you. You remember when I gave this example with this family, with their son, um, you don't want to be in that position where you're actually putting a lot of time and energy and money into a business that's not fitting to what you really want. So I hope this will help you. And again, I really would love to hear or read your feedback. Make sure to share your feedback with me. As I said, this is experimental matrix in assessment. So I'm always looking forward also to improve it. If you find that there's certain areas that were not clear to you, let me know. I can't wait to hear from you. And again, go to tandemnomads.com slash 109 to find all these resources. Nomad Nation, as usual, I really, really invite you to take every opportunity for you to turn your challenges into great opportunities. And I hope this episode will help you just do that.